We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. It's January 13th, 2022, and I hope all is well. I want to shout out my mom's birthdays today. Uh, I wish she was still around with us, but uh, those things happen, right? Let's go on, folks. Let's talk about some of the things that are complicating our lives when it comes to relationships. Now, Many of you ladies have written in in regards to men not taking you seriously, men looking at you as uh, being bad for them emotionally. Guys in the MGTOW movement who have given up on women, women who are in the FIGTOW movement, that's right, who have given up on men. So, Females going their own way. Yes, believe it or not, there are. Just like there are men going their own way. But see, here's the thing, folks. In both cases, we got to look at the practicality of it. It doesn't make any sense. Because there are people that they could be with in the opposite gender. They just have to really sit back for a moment and evaluate why they're not happy. Now, a lot of people don't do this for various reasons, for obvious reasons. See, people don't like doing research or don't like uh, being introspective because it means they have to do something to change the way they are. Nobody really likes change. We, We say that we want to embrace change and we like change. We do that at work all the time. We tell that lie. Oh, yes, well, that new system's going to work. And you probably sat there and thought it through, and the person who's presenting it to you thought it through as well, but it may not have been such a thought-out plan. However, you go along with it enthusiastically because you want to be that person that, you know, really champions that particular endeavor. Now, the interesting thing, we used to face this in IT a lot, and what it came down to We'd have managers that would go and come up with an idea. They'd get an executive behind it. That executive would see an opportunity to get promoted, so he'd become the champion of the project. And he'd bring it to the board of directors and the CEO. And before you know it, he's the best thing since sliced bread. However, he's thought this thing through, and he knows it's not going to work. But it's going to work long enough for him to get a promotion. After he gets that promotion, the first thing he's going to do is kill the project. The reason being, that project is going to make him look bad because it's not going to come out the way he had planned it or the way he presented it. So, he kills the project after he gets promoted and everybody goes back to their neutral corner and now that he's got the promotion, he's done his work. 
seen this happen over and over. And this is the same strategy people will take when it comes down to them trying to go and accomplish something such as starting a relationship but what they do is they literally put obstacles in front of them. Just because you didn't find someone in your geographic area doesn't mean that there is not someone out there for you that's very compatible with you. The problem for mostly men and women is the fact that you are lazy and don't like going out there and looking for that person. You want something that's convenient, just like fast food. You go online, you're looking for somebody that's local. You're looking for somebody that you could just get into a conversation with and start a relationship with. Well, it all sounds good on the surface. It sounds good with the romance uh, stories they talk about on these different websites and dating sites and commercials. But they never talk about the work. And see, that's the problem. In our society, we always talk about the benefit of working, but we don't talk about the work itself. And this gives people a warped view. How can I get to that benefit without having to do the work? And this is where people get stuck in relationships, going through them. Now, what am I talking about as far as this? You probably want me to give you an example. I'll be more than glad to. Take for instance, you're talking to this person and to minimize the probability of you guys not being compatible, what do you look for? Oh, I'm not reading that person's bio. I'm going to look at his picture. I'm going to look at maybe a couple of things he had written in the bio, but if it's longer than a, a sentence or a paragraph, I'm not interested. And also, if this person has any other kind of uh, things that I have to be mindful of, such as uh, I don't believe in just texting, talking on the phone. If he has anything like that, not interested. So what these girls will wind up doing is swiping left on these guys. Now the guys that have a nice picture, just marginal information, and has nothing else in his profile besides that and hadn't filled out too much of the stuff. Nine times out of 10, yes, this guy will probably get more women. But here is the problem. What he's done now, he's just got women based on his physical appearance, for the most part. Just like women do as well. But here's the difference. The woman has already got her own narrative going about filling in the blanks on his bio and all these things. And this is where you ladies get in trouble and this is where you get burned a lot. Because men wait for that. And you fall into that trap every time. Because as you are adding things on there, the only thing he has to do is whatever you start with in that narrative about what you think about him, he's going to add on to it and feed into it in order to get closer to you. Once he's slept with you, he's done with you. Because the reason being, he doesn't believe in carrying anything on that long. He doesn't want to be bogged down with you. He wants what's between your legs, a blowjob, and he's gone. This is the reason why these guys put the minimal information in there. And it's the reason why these ladies, especially these silly ass ones, will go in and be all over the moon 
over this guy because he's the man of mystery. Uh-uh. The only thing he's doing is giving you just enough in order for to get your ass into a situation where you are so enthusiastic that you start filling in the blanks for him. That's what he's looking for. Because, see, as long as he has that, but the only thing he has to do is agree with whatever you come up with. That's all that matters. Especially if she leads with something like, yeah, so I'm sure you don't have any children. The guy would probably say, no, I don't. And he might have eight. But the reason why he's saying this is because he has no plans on being with her in the future anyway. So he's going to agree with everything she says. Ladies, this is the kind of guy that you choose voluntarily, and this is the kind of guy that winds up using you relationship after relationship after relationship. And then when a good man comes along, you don't know what the hell he is. You don't know whether the shit will go blind because you've never been with a good man. You've only been with somebody that's been an opportunist. That's what these guys will do to you. Because you allow it. It's not that he's a jerk. When I hear a woman tell me, oh, well, he was a jerk. No, you were a jerk because you chose that jerk. You don't get any empathy from me from that. I, I'm sorry, you don't. Because you had a choice. When you realized that he was a jerk, you should have said, okay, it's time to stop. But no, you keep going on. Many of you do this. And then many of you do this thing to this dumbass movie. Many of you will be in a bad relationship because you made a poor choice in a man. And then you go on and let some other man tell you that the grass is greener on the other side and tell you this lie about how he can make things better and he'll do better than another guy. And you guys fall for it every time. Let me tell you something. The majority of women I could have slept with, believe it or not, on the dating scene for those 30 years were women who were married and women who were in long-term relationships. Those were the two women, two categories of women that I would have had no problem sleeping with at any time if I so desired. The single women were more challenging than those two categories and you would think it would be the opposite. And the reason for that they had made a poor choice but didn't want to do anything about the choice they made because they were addicted to the lifestyle that that man provided for them. I've even had them tell me, yeah, well, I'm just looking for a man on the side because ain't no way in the hell I give up what my husband provided for me because where I came from, we didn't have those things. And that that's what it comes down to because they get addicted to that lifestyle. That lifestyle is more important than the man that's providing it. Fellas, if you don't remember nothing else, remember this. You'll hear these words. A woman will tell you, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That resonates, that means something, and you need to pay attention to it. If you ever hear those words, that means you've been used. That's what it means. Now, Ladies, it's very difficult for you to make decisions sometimes to be in relationships because you can't get past your emotional judgment. This is the worst thing in the world you could use. 
you could have female intuition and all that. Men have masculine intuition, and sometimes we have to rethink that. Because, see, as men, we have to battle natural instinct, our male intuition, our emotion, which usually leads with two things that kind of intertwine, fear and anger. If you notice with men, that's the two, those are the two things we usually lead with when it comes down to protecting ours, like protecting a woman or whatever. And so, with this, what we have to do then is we have to also use logic. And what I recommend to guys is to use your logic before you use anything else. Think long term. T L T T. R T L T, whichever one you prefer. That's what you want to do. Think long term. Because if you don't, you're going to wind up in a situation where you're going to be in a volatile life cycle. Or you're going through shit that you don't have to go through. You're dealing with stuff you don't have to go through. And that woman that slapped that man asking you to come over there and help her. And you run your ass over there not knowing that man or that woman. And you're trying to defend her honor. And you get over there and that woman gets you to get in a fight with that man. That man whoops your ass and then you both get locked up. She's still free. She's still going out sleeping with some other dude. Your dumb ass is locked up for a cause that you weren't even a part of. Now you got a criminal record that's going to set you back for decades. And this woman went on and got with probably another dude or else the same dude that you got in a fight with. And there you are. Look, there's some women out there looking for male fools. And you have to understand that, fellas. That's their role for you is not to be a three o'clock guy. If you're a three o'clock guy, that's a promotion from being that male fool. The male fool is the lowest because that's the guy she doesn't really give a damn about. He's just like a piece of toilet paper. She'll wipe her butt with you and move on. And she will always use the fact that she's a female in order to cop out of anything. She's the kind of person that'll go and break a guy's windshield with a hammer and then come back and the guy confronts her about it and she'll say, I'm a female. Uh, why don't you guys come out here and get this guy? In other words, they start shit that they run back and hide. Now, here's the thing. And this is the thing that men always look at when they talk about women being evil. It's that manipulative, that manipulative aspect. You think biblically. Adam, the snake, and the apple tree were there well before Adam's rib was taken out for a woman to be created, right? Now, you know I'm not a very religious guy at all. I look at the Bible and all literature as literature. I don't look at it as something that I live by. But one thing I will say is this. In this situation, 
why couldn't he have? The snake had just convinced Adam to eat the apple. Instead, they put the burden on a woman to manipulate Adam to eat the apple. Now, what are the overtures for this? Well, it seems as though it was only obvious that in a patriarchal society, they were trying to set up a premise for women to be secondary and to be untrustworthy. So with that said, you read many of the other things in there about Samson and Delilah. How his hair was cut, his strength was reduced. And there are many others where the women are looked upon as evil. You got Jezebel. We got plenty of Jezebels this very day. We got whores all over the place. Women that don't want to associate themselves with the word whore. And these are women that are fucking their mechanic, fucking their plumber, fucking their maintenance man, fucking their neighbors. But that's the way it goes. You got some women that don't like that. They use their vagina as currency. Okay, we get it. But what happens though is this, by them putting women in that light of being evil, that gave them justification for them to also put the social burden on women, the moral aspect of it, where the woman had to be responsible for family, for the morality of society and the relationship in the community. So they put that social burden on her to be morally straight. Where the man, though he's provided, he could afford to be the buffoon when it came to morality. So he could go out and cheat with multiple women, but if the wife cheated one time, she's not forgiven because of the fact that she is supposed to be the moral consciousness of the relationship. So she had the moral high ground, he had more flexibility. And a lot of women thought that that was very prestigious to have that role, but it wasn't. And what has it done in our modern time? These women now are cutting down the younger women, generation after generation, aren't they? They're telling them that your dress is too short, you're shaking your ass, et cetera, et cetera. The very same thing these women did when they were young before they became more regal and this is what happens they talk about how these girls are whores now even though many of these ladies in the church had sucked dick and had anal at one time themselves yes I went there because it's true and they're trying to play it off pointing the finger There's a guy that was on TikTok talking about when he was 15 years of age. His mother used to deliberately send him over to this sister's house that was at the church. Elderly lady in her 70s. When he came over to her house, he was supposed to be doing yard work. That old lady would tell him to drop his pants so that she could suck his dick. 
She was 70-some years old. He was a teenager. Folks, this kind of crap happens. So, what does this come down to? It comes down to the fact that we really, instead of trying to point the finger and being a judge and jury on every damn body we see, need to look back and introspectively look at ourselves and see how we're contributing to that mess. And this is our answer when we're by ourselves and not dating someone when we want to date someone. It has a lot to do with the fact that we've made some poor choices, but yet we don't want to change what we're doing because we're comfortable with what we're doing. But we're just pissed off about the results. So what we want to have happen is we want the results to change, but us to keep doing the same thing. It's just like a losing basketball team. You have the same play and everybody on the opposite team knows your play, but you're hoping that they forget it or that you have that they have a player missing that was not an all-star so that they could go and still use that same tired-ass play to get into the playoffs or to win the championship. And this is the reason why many of you are losing when it comes to relationships. Now, a lot of you ask, because um, I get this email a lot, well, what makes you so special, etc., etc.? I'm not special. I'm a person that did something you didn't do, for the most part, 30 years on the dating scene. So I know what's out there. It doesn't change. Only the people, the bodies change. The mentality doesn't change. The circumstances doesn't change. Technology is the only change, and that's a marginal change. Because the only thing it's done is just modified the behavior that was out there that was concealed. Now you're able to see it because it's exposed. The people that are acting an asshole and a jerk online now were the same people that would do it covertly out there when before the internet was invented. So nothing's changed. Because see, this behavior was still gonna play itself out no matter what. Now true enough, there are some people that become very shy they talk shit and when they get online but when they get off it's like wow you know it's kind of interesting I met one lady uh, was that um, what was that old school by the pool over at the Grand Hotel one, one summer and she had like oof, God knows how many followers on Instagram and on Facebook I think she was at about 5,000 followers and then she had her own page of course private page and the interesting thing about it was this. When I saw her in person, looked nothing like the person that was online. And I didn't even notice her. She was like, oh, you know, I'm on your friends list. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wow. And I opened up my phone and went to the Facebook app and looked at it. And I'm like, damn, she looks taller, slimmer. Wow. Then I looked at her there, and it was like, whoa, what happened between this picture and now? Not that it really mattered, because I believe people can be their own themselves, right? And then it only dawned on me, 
During that time, she was probably wearing a body shape. Okay. That evening, she wasn't wearing it because she was in a two-piece bikini in the pool. And, yeah, it was uh, an interesting sight. But, you know, I wasn't ashamed of her or nothing like that. I mean, I wasn't dating her, but, you know, the thing was, she had to reveal a lot more in order to be appreciated a lot more than the other women. There were women out there in one-piece bathing suits that were far more sexier than she was. And that's one thing you will notice as well. Women who have that inferiority complex about their body, a lot of times what they will do is show more flesh. Not always, but a lot of times they will do that. That woman that doesn't have any body issues, she'll put on that one piece of that two piece and go out and just have a good time. But that one that I gotta have somebody to like me. I gotta have everybody to like me. The one that wants universal acceptance. She's going out there and she's trying to please and appease everyone. And everyone does not deserve to be pleased. I know it sounds tough, but it's true. And a lot of times that's what we try to do. And we need to come off of that because it makes no sense. Now, what's some of the other things that we have to look at with this when it comes down to dating? We have to think, too, about... I'll tell you what, after the break, we're going to go into another uh, realm of this. Born a moment. Hi everyone, Jocelyn here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, what else I wanted to discuss was that um, men will usually accept situations in order to get with a woman that a woman would never accept from a man. One of them, children. Women are very discriminatory when it comes to dating a man with children. Usually, she will only do this, no, but not always, if she doesn't have any children or can't have children. However, for the most part, most women will avoid a man with children. Men, on the other hand, they already know that's probably a standing operating procedure in order to deal with a woman with children. It's standard. And so we do this. Now, there are other things as well. A woman can have legal problems. She could have a malady of some sort. She could just be the most confused and discombobulated individual in the world. A man will accept her no matter what. There will be a guy to accept her. With women, they're more discriminatory when it comes to men. So a lot of you guys 
in general wind up in situations that you wind up cheating because of the situation you've put yourself into. What I'm saying basically is that a woman may select you and she may have these issues. You go into the relationship knowing that you got to get through those issues to get to her, right? Now, as you're doing this, those issues start to wear on you. You become fatigued by some of the things you got to do around those issues. You talk to her about it. She tells you, you signed up for it. It's your problem. And the only thing she got to do is make you feel guilty about it by telling you, you're saying you don't love me. You're saying that all this was a facade. And of course, the guy's going to feel like an ass for the most part, and he's just going to stay with it. But again, what is he doing? He's complaining, but he's not doing anything about it. At least at that point. So this is what makes him feel as though he has made a poor decision in the woman. And so what he's going to do now is he's going to reach out and try to get away from that bad decision. So he's going to jump for that opportunity to be with another woman. And that other woman that he's planning on being with is going to be someone that's going to bring him out of that rut that he's in, that emotional rut. And so he goes for it. Now, sadly, many people will cheat based on that specific premise. They made a poor choice in a partner and they want to make a better choice in a lover. And of course, most often than not, it doesn't work, right? We've already looked at the statistics from previous podcasts about that. So what that means primarily is that you have a lot of miserable people who are in relationships, in marriages. I'll never forget, years ago I was on Santa Monica Pier and there was this elderly couple, they were well into their 70s or 80s and she was walking ahead of him he was on a cane and she was berating him, calling him old obsolete, useless I mean made a comment about how his dick didn't work And they weren't arguing as like a basic couple combative arguing. They weren't doing that. They were talking to each other that way. And he called her a bitch and told her that she was always sedity and she always lived off of him. And it was a sad thing to see. But after he made it to the bench to sit down, she sat on the opposite end of the bench. And she asked him, do you want something to drink? And he said, I wanted a soda. She got up and got him a soda. And he asked her, we should go get a t-shirt made. And they went over to this artist, because they have the artists that are out there on the pier. And he was painting these murals on t-shirts. And he did a mural of the two of them 
And to see them together in that picture, you would have never thought the things that they said to each other. You would have never thought that they would ever say anything like that to each other. The interesting thing was when I got ready to leave, I stopped at Bubba Gump's. And guess who I saw there? The two of them sitting, laughing, and talking with each other. Just like nothing happened. And I'm like, wow, that's a hell of a dynamic to have in a marriage. You go through all of these emotions. Because when I first got there to the pier and I heard them, I'm saying to myself, damn. It was really bad. And I really felt bad for him. Like I say, folks, all the time, we need to start treating each other better as human beings and quit treating each other like aliens. Like we are trying to one-up somebody. But you have a lot of people out there who look at relationships as an opportunity to come up, and it's not. Now, let's address a couple of other things here. Some of you are under the impression, both men and women, that you don't have to do anything, that you're perfect. And when I say this, I don't mean it from a standpoint of narcissism. I mean it from a standpoint that you don't think you need to make any compromises or adjustments. So the person you meet should make all the compromises. This is not uncommon, especially with people who have had a chance to have their way throughout multiple relationships. This is a common practice. Now, there's a downside to this as well. And that downside is when you get to that point, you have to think about a couple of things. You have this person, and this person's looking at you, and you're so centric that you think that everything that you have mapped out in your narrative should work a certain way. Your, pop, your partner says all contrary, not necessarily. And you feel as though that person should make the compromises that you do as you see fitting because you've thought this thing through. This happens a lot when you've been alone by yourself for a long time. And this also happened alone by yourself for a long time, right? This also happens when you are in a situation where you've been burned many times. And you're trying to find that one door that's going to have the magic key with the magic relationship. This is the reason why I tell you ladies, when you go in there, you find a photo, you like the photo, he doesn't have much in the bio, and he doesn't have much filled out, and you swipe right, this is the situation you more than likely set yourself up for. Because you've already now laid out the narrative, and we as men use that against you. I just want to underscore that again. So, going in, trying to be inflexible, because, see, the, the way it works, and we figured this out too, ladies, the way it works is, there's some men in your lives that you will not hold up any standards for. 
this guy could come in your life, use you, take your car, wreck it. He could sleep with as many women as he wants to. And you will love this guy until the day he dies. And there'll be a guy that is loyal to you, that you've borrowed money from and never paid him back, that you've used his car and never put any gas in the tank, that has uh, been a roommate of yours and you never gave him the time of day because you looked at him as a functional tool in your life and not someone as a potential partner. So what happens, you go out, you find these new guys, and these guys just using you and running through you. And you go back and tell the good guy, I don't know why these men are dogging me out. And the good guy, he's not going to say anything. He's not going to say, pick me. Mm-mm. A woman probably would if she saw a guy going through that. But a man, he ain't going to say anything because he already knows. She's already a fool. I don't want her to be mine. So I'll let her be somebody else's. And that's the way that works. Now, you're going to have some guys, the simps, that are going to try to be Captain Save a Ho, put on a cape and a hat, and try to save the day. Good luck with that. Many of you guys will learn. After a while, you're going to put that cape down and you're going to shut the fuck up. Because what happens with that type of woman, she's going to always keep you putting on that cape and that mask to try to save the day. Because you're not her savior, you're the fool. One thing both men and women have to realize is that you can't save someone alone. They have to help you save them. Now, how is this? If you're stranded in the Bering Sea and the Coast Guard has to dispatch a helicopter to come pick your ass up, that frogman has to risk his life along with those pilots because of the un- unsteady weather there. Jump into that cold ass water and then try to put that thing around you so that they could lift you up out of the water. Now, if you're still flailing around acting a damn fool, he's going to have to knock your ass out or put you in some kind of chokehold to get you to save your life, save your own self. And you have to come and realize that. Until you do, that's going to be a problem for you. And so what that means is you can't go out and jump off that helicopter and try to save everybody. And if they start resisting, you got to knock their asses out. Coast Guard doesn't leave people out there. However, that's the Coast Guard. When it comes down to people, (laughs) yeah, they'll leave your ass. So the moral of the story is, if you're a man or a woman trying to save someone, don't. Unless they're putting forth effort to save themselves. Now, if they're in a domestic situation, domestic violence situation, a DV, you want to give them resources and try to help them as much as possible. But here's the thing. Be careful on that too. Because they may ask for help. And then you go and you get that provided for them, call the police or whatever, cops show up, then all of a sudden they turn on you 
not the cops, but the woman partnering back with her partner or whatever. So you have to be very careful on that. Of course, if you see violence, you want to definitely report it. You want to definitely call the authorities on it. But the main thing to keep in mind is this. Don't be surprised if that person that was battered winds up back with that partner. Because sometimes they're willing to take on the pain of the familiar than the fear of the unknown or being without that person. You can only do so much as an outsider. That insider is going to have to do the work. They're going to have to do the work. Now, there's another thing that I want to address, and I'm addressing in the next segment. And this is about that nosy-ass female friend of yours, ladies, that gets too far in not only your business, but your future man's business. More in a moment. A girl's best friend will absolutely find out everything there is to know about you the second she finds out that you exist in her friend's life. And men are somewhat baffled by these CIA-level detective skills. Guys, it's not that hard. She basically uses Facebook, Instagram, Google, drives by his current address, and most importantly, uses a public data check, and then repeats the process for all potential exes. So how does knowing this help you guys? Well, for one, you can figure out exactly what the friend is gonna be able to see. Check all of that out on yourself, except for the drive-by. Obviously, you live where you live. That would be weird. But secondly, and this is the greatest part, is that by the time you take her out on that first date, you don't need to be nervous because she already knows all that bad stuff about you. And she still said yes to the date. Now, apparently she's dealing with some young, goofy-ass dudes that don't really know about dating. The first thing a man assumes, especially in this technological age, is that you're going to vet them. You're going to do a Google search. You're going to go on Spokio and do a background check based on a phone number or based on an email address. That's understood. That's a given, provided that the person used their correct information when they actually signed up. That's key. And that also goes with uh, your cell phone number. Let me give you an idea on how this starts up. Take, for instance, you've never been on social media before. You start out with a pseudonym or fake name. We'll say your name is Stephen Brown. Instead of Stephen Brown, you don't want to go with Brown Stephen because it's so obvious, right? So you may come up with something like, um, who knows, Edmondson Brown. Edmondson Thompson Brown. Something of that sort. And then you associate that phone number with that name based on what you put in the social media profile because you don't have to disclose your personal information on social media. I hope you know that. So some of you are putting information in there you don't need to put in and you're wondering how the hell did they find that out? They found it out because your dumbass put it in there. So 
the main thing is you can put down anything. And here's the deal. Now, as you put this information in, guess what happens? That information is shared with other companies, with other organizations. And so now it's spread. So you go to a Spokio or whatever, you probably won't see anything come up there provided you didn't register it. Or the last person that had your phone may be registered under your phone number. That's not uncommon. But as long as you haven't set yourself up in many of these databases as yourself, you're straight. It's all about the information that you provide them. Not the information that they take. And that's what you have to understand. Because a lot of you put out your own personal information. And then you wonder how the hell does someone get it. But let's go one step further because we're digressing from this situation we're talking about. Fellas always assume that a woman's going to do this. She's going to Google you. She's going to skip, check you, or trace you, or whatever. She's going to do this. And the reason why she's doing this is for one specific reason. When the girlfriend is doing it, the girlfriend's doing it for her own best interest. Trust me, it has nothing to do with her friend. And even though they're close, let me tell you something. If your girlfriend, ladies, likes your man, she will fuck your man. And that means that she'll get that information. And then if she sees that it favors her more so than you, what she's going to do then is talk to him and spill the tea on you to get you eliminated from his consideration. I'm going to tell you, I have screwed a mini best friend due to this. It has worked many times. I didn't have to do any manipulation. It was all done on the friend's part. I was with one lady. Her friend told me straight up, she says, um, you know, old girl that you're trying to get next to is not going to work. And I'm like, why is it not going to work? And she's like, well, it's not working for a reason. And I said, what's that reason? She said, because she's still sleeping with her baby's father. And I'm like, she told me that the relationship had long been over. She says, well, she's going to tell you that. She says, but uh, I'll give you an example. You don't believe me? Try calling up right now and see if she doesn't pick up her phone. I gave her a call. Sure as crap, she wouldn't pick up the phone for an hour or so. She called her. Her best friend called her right in front of me. She picked up the phone immediately. Hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, blah, 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 blah. After that, it was on and cracking. Ladies, your best friend, that one that's so enthusiastic and so zealous and wants to go and drive by his house and all this stuff that this lady's talking to you about, I'm going to tell you, she's doing it for her own best interest so that she knows she's got a soft place to land and if there's anything of any benefit that she can use to her advantage over you she will do it loyalty has its limits I don't give a damn who you are loyalty has its limits understand that because self-interest will prevail 
This is why a lot of women, and especially a lot of you black women, you know this already. You don't have your BFF all up in your business because you don't trust her like that. You like her. You're friends with her. But guess what happens with women usually? When she's with a man, friends kind of fade out. And that's what we do. And so that's what happens. But in other cases, it gets to a point where things may work a little bit differently in the sense that she may decide, well, you know, I know this information, but I'm not going to share it with my friend. I'm going to keep this to myself. And the reason why she's doing that, she's doing that for ammunition to use later if there's ever a dispute between the two of you. So she might find out that he has a girlfriend. She's not going to tell you directly. She's going to hang on to that so that when you guys have that falling out, bam, she could throw that in your face. So when it comes down to friends being involved in your relationships, you got to be very careful because you don't really know the measure or the depth of their interests. This is the reason why most people keep them at bay. They don't get updates on what's going on in the relationship. They don't get information as far as knowing the address of their partner or whatever. The way you usually introduce that partner of yours to your friend as far as their residence or anything of that sort is if your partner is throwing an event at their place and they've been invited as guests under your purview. That's how it happens. But with them going and independently doing an investigation and doing probes, like the one lady that wrote in an article, I've forgotten what um, magazine I saw it from because I'm reading so much stuff online. This woman, her friend was so adamant about finding out about this guy that they flew a drone over his home The girlfriend did this because she had just gotten out of a nasty divorce and didn't want the girlfriend that helped her through that divorce get hurt like she was. So she bought a drone and flew it over this guy's house. Snap pictures. Makes no sense makes no sense and the reason why the woman wrote the article not the woman who did the drone flyover but the woman that she did it on the behalf of was because when the boyfriend found out about this found out about the photos he dumped her because he felt as though he couldn't trust her or the friend. So you have to be very careful when you incorporate your friends into your relationship. I personally don't recommend that you do. I think that you need to keep them separate because I will tell you, and I'm not going to kid you on this, I would say out of those 30 years 
about 15 of those friends wound up with me very easily throughout various relationships because those friends were more honest than the person I actually went for when it came to dating. I had one friend of mine, one friend of my, a girl that I dated, had told me one time, she said, you know, she's not going to go out with you this weekend. And I'm like, what you talking about? We already got plans, which we did. She said, mm-mm, she going to come with an excuse. Sure as crap that Friday. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to go with you down to San Diego. Hmm. Something came up with the family, supposedly. That friend of hers told me, she said, well, I don't know what you guys had planned, but whatever it was, it seemed kind of big. I said, well, since you knew about it, let's go to San Diego. We went to San Diego, and that's when she told me. She says, yeah, she's not with her family. She's with a guy that she met online. I'd have been looking like boo-boo the fool. But that's what happens a lot of times. That friend, and guys, take note of this. Don't ever ignore that friend. Because she could be the one. Now, there are good ones and there are bad ones. There's some that are out there to sabotage their own friendship. There are others that are out there looking for themselves, and there are others that are genuinely looking for the best interests of their friend, but I would be skeptical of those too because that one is overprotective, a little bit too damn protective. Watch them because it could very well be that she may want her herself. I've had that happen to me a couple of times where a woman told me straight up took me over to the kettle in Manhattan Beach wanted to meet me there for dinner and she says well the reason why I asked you to come out to see me is because I wanted to talk to you about my friend and so I'm thinking okay she's going to probably spill the tea or tell me something about her and she just laid it out there she says you know we've been friends for a very long time we've been roommates for a very long time and she says, I love her. But the way she said it was like, I will kill your ass over her. <laughs> and she always told me, she says, I'm going to let you see her. But understand, she's my friend. Well, didn't find out till after we broke up. Relationship didn't last longer than four weeks. They had been sleeping together for years. They were lovers. And the problem was the lady I was dating was fighting her urge to be with a woman or a man. She was bisexual, didn't want to admit it, didn't know what the hell she was dealing with. So it was like, and when I called her that, oh boy, that sent her off. This was before non-binary and all the rest of these other determinations. Set her off big time. So you run across these situations, and they're tough to deal with. Very tough to deal with. Then the other time, a lady told me straight up, right in front of my girl, we were eating lunch, told me straight up. She says, well, 
y'all can go and play around all you want to. But she's coming back to me. Because she's mine. Now, this was the same woman that was telling me how independent, how this and that she was. And I was impressed with her initially because she was telling me all these wonderful things about how her career was going and all this other stuff. And she worked in a nice office building not too far from me on Wilshire Boulevard. So I thought she was really doing it up. It was all a facade. Her roommate slash girlfriend was taking care of everything, making her look good. But again, she was caught up in that duality. Did she like women? Did she like men? She liked both. Fellas, I'm going to tell you, this right here is a problem. These confused and conflated, conflicted women not knowing what they want or whether or not they want both. And then they get mad at you when you tell them, hey, well, you like men and women, you're bisexual. Don't don't, don't label me like that. Look, <laughs> quit trying to fight sleep. That's what you are. You like dick and vagina. Just say it. They don't like doing that. Because that means they have to make a choice. That means they have to wear a label. And they don't want to wear that label, but yet they want to apply a label to someone else. They'll put a label on a guy that's gay. They'll put a label on a guy that's homophobic. They'll put a gay on a, a label on a, on a person that's insensitive. But I'd be damned if you put a label on them. Oh, no, that's sacrilege. It's foolish. More in a moment, folks. <laughs> I love you. You know I do. But listen, um, in the dating process, you know, we're getting to know one another, like your favorite color, which you like to eat. You know, let's kind of stick to those surface things. I don't want to know the stuff that upsets you and triggers you and makes you crazy and, you know, the things you should be talking to your therapist about. <laughs> yeah, those things. I don't know you well enough to care. And so when you're sharing those things with me, I'm judging the hell out of you, just so you know. So, um, yeah, it's too much, too fast. So just keep it to yourself. Keep it in your circle, you know? Keep it tight, keep it right, keep it there, but not with me. We're dating. I just want to know, like, the fun stuff, like, what kind of candy you like. Do you like Mexican food or Italian? You know, stuff like that. Dawson. Send in Leatherface. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, and here's the thing, folks. What this lady is saying is bullshit. This is a good way for most women and this is the reason why many African American women blow it when it comes to relationships with black men now here's the biggest difference and contrast when it comes to black men dating black women 
and black men dating a white woman, a woman of another race. That woman of the other race is going to do what? She's going to listen to him, even though he's going through histrionics or his emoting. The reason being, she wants to see what she's going to be dealing with going into the situation. I've had too many sisters do this very thing to me, say, oh, that's too TMI, too much information, I don't need to know all that. What you're doing is you're voluntarily signing up for a superficial relationship. Okay, since you don't want to know about me emotionally, guess what? The only thing I want to know about you is the physical aspect. From now on, I'm not trying to date you, I'm trying to fuck you. So at that point, you've been demoted to nothing more than just a piece of ass. This is what they don't get. This is the reason why the thugs wind up saying, I'm just telling her enough just to sleep with her. And this is the reason why these women wind up with babies by men that don't give a damn about them or the kid. This is how it goes. This is exactly how it goes. Because, see, here's the thing. The difference is, I've noticed women of other races, when you tell them about yourself, they include what you've told them about yourself into their narrative about you. What a lot of these sisters would do is they already have the narrative and they don't want your input. They want to fill in the blanks on how it should go. And that's where the problem is. And so what happens in that context, you're dealing with someone that's like, oh, well, I don't want to hear about that. Tell me something positive. So what do you do? Most men lie to women, and especially when it comes to sisters. And so what happens then? They're happy with it. But now, this is not to indict all black women, but what I am saying, those that have this kind of disposition and attitude, this is the reason why they wind up with kids that they don't want. This is the reason why they wind up with men that don't really care and that ain't about shit. It's because of this same attitude. Because, see, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. There was a lady that I dated years ago that was from the Midwest. She was Caucasian. Her husband was Caucasian. They had two children together. Husband comes home one day from work. He is really upset, really pissed off. Wouldn't talk to her the whole night. Slept in the living room, didn't want to be bothered with her. He woke up the next morning, she had cooked breakfast for him and was asking him what was going on, we need to talk. He grabbed her by her hand, looked her dead in the eye and told her, don't be home when I get back from work. She wanted to find out exactly what was going on. She was puzzled, she didn't know what to say. She didn't know how to address it. He gets out gets in his truck, goes to work. She immediately gathers everything up, gets the kids up, packs their suitcases, and she goes to her mother's home. Throughout the whole day, she's trying to contact her husband, trying to contact his job, etc., etc. He comes back home. He's in the house with a gun. Wife calls the police. Police comes over. They talk him out finally. He's in tears. Put the gun away. They were able to get him some help. 
what had happened. He got into a situation on his job with his boss. And he thought he was going to lose his job. That was his lifeline. That was his identity. That was what he did. And by losing a job, he would have nothing. But what they found out was that the boss was exceeding his authority on the job with the demands of this particular employee and other people in his department. And eventually, the company terminated the gentleman, fired him. She could never go back to her husband again after that. She divorced him because he had scared her in such a way that she was afraid for the kids to be around him. And eventually they had supervised visitation where there had to be a third party there to referee. She moved to California with her kids later on. They were much older, 18, 19. And she and I started dating about two or three months after her divorce. And she told me about this incident before we started dating to let me know, hey, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Are you interested in me? Because this is what my baggage is. By doing that up front, I respected her more and we had a definitely a good relationship for at least eight months before she took the job in San Francisco. We were doing well. But here's the thing. She listened to him. I listened to her. This lady in this video, she don't want to hear it. And this is what sets her up to be used, to be abused. See, a person like this, <laughs> they could wind up with a guy that just killed somebody that night. I was watching one show, I forgot what it was. I think it was Forensic Files or one of the shows. This man had killed his girlfriend the same night he had set up a date with a new woman he met online. Girlfriend in her apartment, dead as hell. And he's on a date with the new woman, wearing the same clothing that he killed the woman with got little blood spots on his clothes and everything and he's out with this new woman and she had no idea well it took them a while but they got him and the woman when they interviewed her had no idea she had been on a date with this man and he had just killed his ex-girlfriend well, he really was still his girlfriend because they didn't break up. He was going to make sure of that. So you have to watch it. But one thing I will tell you, never take TMI for granted. Listen, something will come up. Because, see, it's interesting how women 
get upset when men don't listen to them, but they think it's okay for them not to listen to us. And the reason why this, and this is mainly cultural in the African-American community with women talking about TMI, because what, what do women like to do? Have the last word. Shame that person the last time. Make them feel less than and walk away. Drop the mic. It's a cultural thing. But it's also a stupid thing that's very defeatist. Because telling them, oh, I don't want to find out about you. You, you know, you take that to your therapist and da 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 da. Okay, well, if a guy knows that, <laughs> what's he going to do? I just don't want to expose it. I'll wait until we're together to not nut the fuck up then. And that works out to the betterment of him. Because at this point, being that you don't know and don't care, <laughs> well, that psychosis is saying, you know what? Yeah, we're going to put it on 10. This fool don't know. Even if the person kind of gave them a hint that, hey, things can go left like that. Person doesn't want to hear it. They don't care. Now, this leads me into another thing. There's some of you people that will take the neutral approach. In other words, the white flag approach is what I call it. When a person will go and accept another person in a relationship, regardless of any issues, conflict, they basically just take them at face value for the relationship. I don't care what's wrong with you. I'm willing to accept you as you are. That's a tough one. But some of you do it. Some of you do it. Now, here's the thing. Women who do this usually do it with men that ain't about shit. A man is worth something, they're going to make him work for her. But the guy who really doesn't have to do anything, she's going to treat him like a king. And it's so weird that this happens more often than you think. The only thing I can tell you guys, if you're seeing a woman giving the guy the white glove treatment and he's not doing anything in order to deserve it, Think of it like this. Eventually, she's going to tell you that that guy ain't shit when she doesn't get what she wants from him. Remind her that she also is not shit because she was with him. So she can't distance herself from that decision she made. That's the way it works. Same thing with you guys. But guys, we already know this. We know when we call a woman a whore and we've been with her, that's not saying much, right? Because we already know what you are. If, you, if you've been with a whore, you are a whore, right? So, that's what we look at that. And, of course, people try to be the exception and not the rule. Like I said, if, if it was set up, the golden it would be the golden exception instead of the golden rule. So, we have to face some facts here. In any case, folks, take care. Thank you for listening. And try to be better to each other.
Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.